Hello and welcome to today's episode of I Hate Your Movie. Before we get on with the show, just want to remind everyone that if you go to patreon.com forward slash I Hate Your Movie for $1 or £1 per month, you get an extra bonus episode every two weeks. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello. So we can start that again. Hello and welcome to the show. This is I Hate Your Movie, a podcast featuring two film nerds who disagree a lot on what makes a good movie overall and the hilarity that ensues. This week was my choice and I have chosen the 2017 Kids' Choice winning (laughs) £962,000,000 raking in 6.9 6.9 rated on IMDb super hit hmm. Jumanji. What did it win? Did it win Best Kiss? <laughs> Twice. That's oh, okay. how good it okay. was. Uh, no, it won like Best Movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> it is an award winning film. That's all you need to know, really. For those who don't know what Jumanji The Next Level is, it's film starring. It's welcome to the Jungle. Is it? Yeah. Did I say it wrong? Yeah, I said, so you, you said. <laughs> Uh, we have to leave this in, right? Because no, this do we have to, because <laughs> this ties into that I started to read this movie's Wikipedia, and it took me an embarrassingly long time to figure out I was on the third movie and not yeah. on the second. Yeah, I, I to be fair, I constantly get them confused. <laughs> when I was recommending this film, and when I when I we sat down to watch it, I genuinely didn't know which one it was going to be. <laughs> I had to search extensively, so I was one hundred percent sure that this was the first of the newer films. Yeah, which is weird because I like this one, but the third one sucked. Mm. It was truly awful. I'm sure you wouldn't tell the difference if you watched them both back to back or anything. But I really liked the the first one and the third one wasn't very good anyway this is jumanji welcome to the jungle <laughs> yeah well done starring dwayne johnson karen gillen kevin hart and jack black as four high school students that get taken into the world of jumanji via weird 90s video game mm, god update those references from board game to video game exactly but you have to update them in in a really retro way yeah like yeah, the, yeah. The, like at the start the kids playing what looks like a ps1 Mm. but then the game is a cartridge yeah that makes no sense whatsoever it to me it looked more like a even older game well the controllers looked like a ps1 but the console itself kind of like atari yeah yeah, like really early 80s kind of cartridge based game which just makes no sense that's the idea the idea is to appeal to the kids who watch jubanji Mm. and they've grown up now they're 20 years old and they're like oh my god cartridges (laughs) I had one of those. So I wrote two one-sentence reviews for this Ooh, game. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot. What is your one-sentence? You're only allowed one. I'm only allowed You're one. Only allowed I want to say both, though. Okay, you can say both, but you have to pick one. Okay, I will pick one. So first one. Jumanji 2, welcome to the Jumanji. Is that to- <laughs> <laughs> That's already good. Jumanji 2, welcome to the Jumanji. Is that fair? <laughs> <laughs> it's good we have an outtake reel <laughs> and this is how i found out by the way that 
it's not called the next level because I wrote Jumanji 2, the next Jumanji. <laughs> that was our first alternative title. Jumanji 2, Welcome to the Jumanji, is the 21st century version of the Hypnotoad of Futurama. The second one is Jumanji 2, Welcome to the Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first title again. <laughs> well, Jumanji 2, Welcome to the Jumanji, is the first film written exclusively in the style of Mad Libs. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, I'll, I'll take Hypnotoid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Hypnotoid. I think just Jumanji to Welcome to the Jumanji <laughs> would have done. I think that's that's adequately explains what is happening in the film. That should have been the title. Yeah, yeah. I did not enjoy this film. <laughs> I've been keeping this in for a few days now. <laughs> it's a great film. It's a wildly entertaining. It's. All right. Overall thoughts for me. The script, as I alluded to, is like very Mad Libs. Insert name here. Goes on an adventure with insert name here and insert name here. It was was so generic. It felt like it could have been a script for anything. Anything else. Do you mean like they've just slapped the word Jumanji on it? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's what I mean. It was a script floating around for generic adventure movie yeah yeah it makes sense and then they just picked it oh that's, this is like jumanji now yeah it makes sense yeah. uh, but that's that's how you know the movie industry works in the mid you need a a solid ip that people recognize and you release a film under it but there's problems stemming from that which we'll get into mm-hmm. uh, in my notes acting jack black tried his heart out poor thing yeah yeah for some reason <laughs> and everyone else was like Either 50-50 of keeping up with the characters or not at all in the case of Kevin Hart. Yeah, see, I see, I totally agree with that. So my notes from that is actually Jack Black wasn't the best. I thought the dynamic and the acting of Karen Gillan and even Dwayne The Rock Johnson wow. was, was the highlight of the thing. Especially Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan, and I, I don't want to like oversell this because it is a stupid film full of <laughs> idiot concepts, but... It's fun, it's entertaining, and Karen Gillan, if you watch her in the scenes, like, behind the scenes, the way she acts and the way she kind of, like, does the subtle kind of shyness, Mm -hmm. she does it really well, and it's not much to see, but it's, it's just a nice touch in a film that she didn't need to do that. She could have easily just phoned it in. You see, and I felt like half the time she forgot to do that. I feel like half the time she was told not to do that. Well, yeah, maybe, <laughs> but that same outcome, you know, like, yeah. it kind of feels the characters are on and off. Only Jack Black feels very consistent. Yeah. Rock definitely half the time forgot what he's supposed to play, <laughs> a teenager boy. He, he just played the rock. The problem is, when there was action, they kind of reverted back to their original selves of actors. The rock especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. I wrote three pages of A4 paper. I'm notes. sure they're very complimentary and full of wonderful things to say about the film. Some positives. We'll get into that. My first note is uh, Sony Ono. When I first saw the Sony logo, I audibly groaned because <laughs> of just all those bad movies flashed before my eyes. Yeah, so did you know that at the time, Jumanji... The next, no, it's not the next level. Still. <laughs> so welcome to the Jumanji. Welcome, the, welcome to the Jumanji was Sony's most profitable film, or like it, it took, it had the, it was the most, yeah. took the most in sales. That's ridiculous. In... I have no idea why this movie stands out from anything other than it feels more coherent, but okay. that only makes it more generic. 
So <laughs> I have no clue. Yeah. So I mean, Sony, as we know, very hit or miss. Um, most mostly missed to set this up. So the movie starts in the nineties, where a very nineties kid finds a video game, or no, finds the board game, right? He does find the board game at first. Doesn't he find it on a beach? Oh yeah, he finds it on the beach. Because that's how Jumanji ends. Yeah, and in over, overnight it turns into a video game cartridge. Yeah, he has a very like cool nineties board games. <laughs> Who plays those anymore? Yeah, and he has a very nineties room. Yes. Except he has a Clockwork Orange poster, which no 90s teenager would own. So he gets sucked into the Jumanji. Welcome to the Jumanji. He does get sucked off by the Jumanji. <laughs> and then we fast forward to the future of 2017, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Where we meet our uh, our new hero, Hereditary. Man, <laughs> <laughs> teenager from Hereditary. What's his name? Man. Man, man. <laughs> Teenager man. Man who wasn't prepared for that question. <laughs> Still don't know. His name is Hereditary. His name is Alex Wolf. He's writing an article about Nazis, American Nazis, which, which was my favorite little detail that I picked up on. Yeah. But, by the way, I was very bored in this film, so I was, I did, I'm not usually nitpicky of these like little details, but because my, I was bored, my eyes started to wander. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I read the article <laughs> that he was writing. <laughs> He's awesome. doing someone else's homework. And because I'm a lightning reader, I quickly skimmed through his article. And he writes about kind of how he uses the word national exceptionalism, which is basically Nazism. They're saying that white people are better than anyone else. And I was hoping this would come into the story somehow. But <laughs> it never does. Spoiler alert. Really? Wow. Yeah. But it's just hilarious because, like, the camera was almost focused on that word. Yeah, but that's explained later in the film, why the the camera's focusing on that word. It's That's how he gets caught cheating. When they get caught into the principal's office, it's the last sentence of, that's how they catch his cheating, and they've been cheating. That's true. Otherwise, how would they get detention? Why why did you say our founding fathers were Nazis, you piece (laughs) of shit? And then we meet Hereditary's boyfriend, the black guy. Fridge. Fridge. Clearly in the original script of generic adventure movie, he was the love interest. I mean, it's so clear. What? Because... The love interest to, to who? To Hereditary. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't the popular girl be the love interest? Um, so, because the way it's set up is... It's, it has a very original Spider-Man movie kind of chemistry to it. Whereas there's the nerd and there's the guy and he wants to be friends with the guy. I disagree. Because okay. if that was the case, why would you have the popular girl? Because surely the popular girl would be the love interest because then that just makes more sense. Well, I was, I'm thinking that what happened was when they were rewriting the script is that they put the popular girl in it. Okay. And then they put the nerd girl in it because originally it may have had only two protagonists, okay. I think. I don't think that's the case. I think the the film takes quite a few teen movie tropes and yeah. kind of plays them in a slightly different way enough that that's, that would be intentional. Okay. I just felt like it was such a trope that usually reserved to love interests and then it was, yeah, turned around a bit. They should have kissed. one of my fun facts by the way the guy who plays fridge the teenager 
is seven months older than Karen Gillan in real life. Whoa. <laughs> really? Yeah. And she's playing wow. the adult version of the teenager. Mm-hmm. Not him, but there okay. you go. Wrap your head around that. I can't. I literally can't. <laughs> so let's move on. I just wrote hereditary prequel. <laughs> <laughs> That would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you go home and there's the yeah the Down syndrome girl. Let's go for a car ride. <laughs> Bang! I wrote, no school works like this. So basically, these four characters, right? Hereditary, Fridge, Popular Girl, and yep. Nerd Girl. Yep. That's their actual names. <laughs> um, they all get detention for very stupid reasons. Tension is that they have to clear out. They have to re- they have to recycle some magazines and, oh, they've yeah, all they, got, and they've all got staples in them. Oh yeah, they have to take out the staples from so, magazines. Yeah, I just wrote down that no school works like this. No, like kids no, would just fucking ignore and just go home. Well, they kind of do. They just they sit around doing nothing and then they find this video game and start playing it, which begs the question. And at, at no point does it explain how that video game got to the school basement. Yeah, that's the story I want to see. <laughs> yeah, like I, if this movie has like one flaw, that would be it. <laughs> I think when I wrote down that note, I think the teacher said, "Oh, if you don't finish, you can come by on Saturday and finish it." Yeah, I was like this is definitely not gonna happen. I I I put in my notes that it's got like hints of Breakfast Club. It just felt like a very movie school, you know. Yeah, like not... it, it exists to like move the plot along yeah and then they start to play the game and then they get sucked into the game mm-hmm. and uh yeah means hawaii jungle they shot this in hawaii they did shoot this in hawaii in the same location as jurassic world well the first one i don't know <laughs> one of them <laughs> jurassic now, world. now that's films that are all the same no matter <laughs> you could watch jurassic world in any order and it would make no, just as little sense you know the order by how big the dinosaur is uh, that's well, how you know there you go yeah size is everything yeah uh well these four characters are assigned to a player in the game hereditary gets to be the big muscle hero man mm-hmm. jack black gets to be the popular girl then that's funny because she acts like a girl no the girl gets to be karen karen gillen I have no idea how you say Karen Gillan. Okay. I always just go that. Karen Gillan. Kevin Hart gets to be Kevin Hart. I, I, I want to get into the spinach joke, right? The spinach <laughs> joke. J- Jack Black, as a teenage girl, discovers his penis. And, okay, I had a chuckle counter, a chuckle out loud counter for this movie. And to be fair to this movie, I had two genuine... <laughs> jokes that made me laugh one of this was this penis thing but it went on for too long yes and i was kind of baffled that it's in the movie because up to that point it felt as you said like a family adventure kind of thing yeah but it just all of a sudden (laughs) penis penis this penis that i was like whoa it does come up way too often but one of my favorite lines of the film is jack black and he's peeing and he's like hey nerd girl come look at my penis (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's like no thanks <laughs> was that your chuckle time <sighs> i think it might have been yeah the other one i remember specifically okay yeah yeah so these people in the game they discover they have special abilities they have free lives they explain that there is a backstory where there's bad guy yeah that's the introduction of reese darby as the npc that explains yeah. everything that's pretty good i like reese darby in everything yeah. he's he's I don't think there's been a Reese Darby thing that I haven't enjoyed. Yeah, it was pretty good. And it was pretty fun 
interesting thing about the video game interactions yeah. with people. They keep uh, repeating stuff and he has only have pre-programmed answers for everything. Yeah. At this point, I wrote down boring <laughs> with like 15 O's. At what specific point? <sighs> I really like the um, cutscene that explains what's happening in Jumanji and they're like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. I think we're in a cutscene. And it just, just ridiculously cuts to and it explains the film. It explains the concept of it. It's like, there's no messing around. It's just... This is what's going on. Right, let's go. Yeah, I have a note here about do we really need to explain all the video game things? And I kept coming back to this because there were more. Explained what an NPC is. Yes. It's 2017. Boomers know what a fucking NPC is. <laughs> they, they explain what a cutscene is. It's just a couple of more things. Like I don't that. think you would. I don't think... I mean, I, I know many gamers, so it'd be... But I think if you ask the general person on the street what an npc was i don't think i don't think a very high percentage of people would be able to tell you okay you just disagree on that i guess no. i think so i think so. most people gaming is like is like a bigger industry now than movies it is but the most popular games are like fifa call of duty that okay. don't have right. particularly large amounts of npcs i just read my note <laughs> and i remembered so reese darby Explains to them that there's bad guy. Bad guy took a jewel. They have to get back the jewel. They have to put it on the Jaguar statue. At this point, all four of our characters realize that, yeah, they have to, like, participate in the game. There's one moment where they all realize this. And that made me chuckle. Okay. But this was not intentional. This was a movie was being weird. (laughs) Not on purpose. So The Rock says, I think we have to save Jumanji. And the music swells, and they stay on him but way too long <laughs> in his face, and it just goes, ugh. <laughs> like, I think that was an outtake left in the movie. It was so, like, weird. It was like, they they left him on the frame for, like, so long. I did not notice any of yeah, that at all. Yeah, and just went, ugh. <laughs> no, he wouldn't have been that. Rock, <sighs> doesn't, Rock, Rock's never negative about anything. No, he's in real life. pinnacle of human yeah. existence. Well human positivity guys there's a lot of funny moments in the movie what is your funniest memory from filming i f***ed him in the face okay that was my favorite okay right in the face uh mine's i'm sure yours too did you really cross into a that's all special effects so hard i didn't he went i literally did this and i said come on try it once for real so we can get a good i was him as hard as i could it was a long day um, did you did mention the bad guy in the film? Just uh, he should win an award for the most forgettable villain yeah. and the most pointless villain ever in a film. There was no need for him to be in it. He yeah. rarely comes up and has no impact. It's too bad because I like the actor. He's yeah. usually in in this stuff, you know, couples screaming at each other kind of movies. Yeah, it was just really boring. Yeah. And it, it went through all the tropes, all the tropes. Mm. Page two of notes. <laughs> Don't look. No peeking. <laughs> so, we go through the movie. Um, characters realize they have special abilities. Yeah. For example, Jack Black is a cartographer. And then, four seconds later, he asks what cartography is. While he is the cartographer. Because they're supposed to have these abilities built into them at this point. But they don't. she doesn't know what kind of... I think she had a trouble reading the words. Mm. Oh, no, then she did, didn't she? She specifically asked, what is cartography? Okay. 
And this is where we get into the weird world of this film. What is supposed to be game logic and what is supposed to be a real logic. And they don't kind of mesh together well. Mm-hmm. And this is one example of that. And it comes up a few more times. Yeah, that does make sense. Well, it doesn't make sense. Because then all of a sudden she can read. I think it just goes down to her ability to be able to read the map. Yeah. More than her knowing what that ability is called. Just desperately struggling. <laughs> jumping through like logic hoops to try and make sense of a film that is complete gibberish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm glad we agree on that. <laughs> but it's not meant to be. It's not meant to like totally make sense. It's meant to... For people to just go, <laughs> 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 that's, the, that's that's why it's the hypnotoid of the 21st century, <laughs> because it's just meant to. <laughs> I laughed at it more than an Adam Sandler movie, for yeah, sure. Do. So that's that. That's the lowest bar of comedy. Yeah. Even, for me. even classic Adam Sandler comedies, because he got more Adam Sandler as yeah, he went through. It's, like, it, yeah, classic, but yeah, more of the modern stuff. I think. Yeah, I like Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. I don't remember Happy Gilmore. Right. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I wrote down a note. Rock runs in place. Yes. <laughs> Did you see that? I had no idea why that was. What was he on a treadmill on? Like a? It yeah. didn't look like a green screen because the other actors were behind him. I think it was a green screen. Okay. I think it was just put in post, and it was like some weird thing. And they had to do in post, and they quickly called him into the office. Yeah, uh, and it's just yeah. like, can you run on this treadmill on the behind the green screen? So, it yeah. To be fair, it doesn't even look like he's on a treadmill. It looks like someone standing there, <laughs> kind of like running on the spot. Yeah, that might have been it. Yeah, I found the action boring. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like that you're conceding it's to my every it's point. Generic. <laughs> I know. Faceless motorbike people. Yeah, I didn't like that. There were motorbikes in Jumanji at all. It's not supposed to be that kind of world. I felt like it, that fit because, yeah. well, the outfits looked very Mad Maxy. That didn't fit. Yeah. But I felt like motorbikes in Jungle, that kind of fits the typical adventure stuff okay. to me. Weird penis segment, yeah. but slightly amusing. And then I made a little error and wrote too long. It went on. You, read, you drew the what, what? The penis was too long. Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Penis too long. Penis too long. Wow, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not often you hear that guy from Too Many Cooks in this. Yeah, actually, that was in because I looked up some trivia. Yeah, and it did say that was one of the trivia segments. Yeah. So yeah, that this the guy in the marketplace was well known for his Too Many Cooks appearance <laughs> on Adult Swim. Yeah, if you haven't seen Too Many Cooks, by the way, well done. You, so you loved it too. Absolutely. There we go. We could do a whole episode on <laughs> Too Many Cooks. I could talk about Too Many Cooks for three hours if I have to. Oh my God. I love Too Many Cooks. Isn't that roughly how long it is? No. <laughs> it, felt it. <laughs> it felt like three hours. So they go into this marketplace. Yes. Which I thought was either the most racist market I've ever seen or it's, or it's overloaded with tropes. So much that it becomes like something more amazing, and it's like kind of like a meta commentary on on racist marketplaces. Wow, you've gone so many <laughs> levels further than this film like, could ever possibly hope to comprehend. Well, I'm trying to give the movie some credit, right? Because at first I was like, "Wow, this is really racist." Because why is it racist? It's just because a... they go into a marketplace, right? Right. Yeah. And just imagine like a marketplace from Aladdin kind of thing. That's the idea of it. Yeah. And then the music starts. 
and then it's like people with turbans and shit and then like snake charmers and stuff but like oh my god this is so stereotypical but then everything is stereotypical but then yeah go on people (laughs) i started to write down what kind of people turn up eye patch pirate Chinese merchant, guy with top hat. <laughs> yeah, I <remember laughs> no. uh, started to come around to the idea that this marketplace is like it's more of a commentary on on <laughs> on the racist <laughs> marketplace movie scenes. Sure, I think it's kind of like game design. The whole film is based somewhere between an Indiana Jones film and Tomb Raider. Yeah. So on old school like Tomb Raider games. That is exactly what you would find. Yes. 100%. And Indiana Jones too. That was also kind of like a meta commentary on old, old serials of the <laughs> 40s about how races were portrayed in Indiana Jones 2 when they ate the monkey brains and shit. That was like so over the top that it was supposed to be a commentary. Oh, uh, okay. I was, uh, I had a lot of time to think in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. In this marketplace, there's a lot of convergence is a why I didn't like this movie okay. unfortunately even though I liked the set of the, the place they find a clue here and a clue is told to them by a little Indian boy so I think at the first at the first Reese Darby tells them they're looking for the missing piece yeah yeah and then they go to the marketplace to find the missing piece yes and then the boy gives them an elephant statue yeah they yeah it's like a little elephant carved yeah. elephant thing but why did they look into the snake thing again? Or did they find that? Or did they find the elephant thing? No, the boy gave them the elephant thing and then they found... Didn't they find the missing piece of the map? Anyway. It's not important. That's it, I think that's the point you're trying to make. Is that it, it is not in any way important. It's what not was in important. The it feels very like uninspired and uncreative. How, <laughs> how these... I only remember the first movie very vaguely. Yes. But what I remember, there was actually like puzzles that made you think. And there were like creative solutions to it. Yeah. And this one is just like whatever. If you're not going to do the li- little puzzles, like don't pay lip service to it. It just feels like, like a weird halfway solution. Yeah, I do see what you mean. Because they say, it's just like don't look away or something. Yeah. It, there's, some, there's a clue in there. And they assume it's a staring contest, but it's not a staring contest. Yeah. But it, yeah, I agree. It would have been better if they'd given like a, like a little puzzle to solve. And they'd figured it out, and oh my god, that's actually the answer. We figured it out together. Yeah. You know, even if it's that kind of trope of teamwork is the best way, yeah. at least it would have been a bit more of a happy payoff. And very shallow way that happens, but it's like so thin. Yeah, yeah. It basically it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> and then none of it matters anyway because a smoke bomb gets thrown out, and we get introduced to Alex, the airplane driver. Oh yeah, yeah. He's the guy from the 90s who gets sucked into the game. Yep, gets sucked off by the game. <laughs> well, how, how would you say it? I I just, <laughs> you're saying it correctly, I just... Okay. I just, I just like... <laughs> just, being, uh, just being awkward, childish. really. Yeah. Well, that's, that's in theme with the film. We just kind of childish humour. I've got one more thing about the snake thing. Okay. Which is, uh, this is like a structural change that would have made the movie better for me. Okay. It, this would have turned this movie from a 2 out of 10 to like a 5, a solid 5 for me. Yep. It would have been better if they don't have special abilities in the game and they use their human abilities. At the end, there's almost a scene like that where Kevin Hart is like, oh, 
I know how to play football. Uh, okay, yeah. So it would have been cool to see more things like that rather than pre-programmed stuff that they already have. And it would have been like more like a movie. <laughs> like what happens in a movie where there's characters and they use yeah i think that's just a different film yeah that's at that point you, you've got to you've got to give them abilities in the real world that they can use like the, yeah. the, idea, the idea of the nerd is that he just sits around playing video games on his own like how do you turn that into a skill you can use in the jungle yeah, then you have to write actual characters. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's not, that's not the fun in that. You can pick up some some high school teenager tropes, chuck them in the jungle, put actors on them that don't particularly suit their parts, and watch the magic fly. <laughs> so anyway, this is my structural problem with the film: is that yeah, it would have been neater, nicer, cleaner, more interesting if yeah they'd have like real abilities, human abilities that they can use, and they. Or, or discover or anything like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, whatever. It's I, all pre-programmed. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> the, what you're essentially saying is this film would be better if it was a different film. <laughs> well, that's certainly true. Yeah, they made the pilot, Alex. Yep, crap. What the actor? Well, <laughs> just another two-dimensional character. I thought you were where you were going. Two. Gonna go. <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> we do disagree. <laughs> Two, that's a bit high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two dimensions, Jesus. That's that's left and right. <laughs> it's my favorite because it's one of the worst parts of the film. It's when they discover that Alex is from the nineties. And <laughs> and for no reason whatsoever, even though he's been talking perfectly normally before and he talks perfectly normally afterwards, for this one scene, he's like, they're flippity flippity fly, y'all. <laughs> Cindy Crawford. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's nonsense. It's a bit forced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> forced is, is, again, putting it lightly. Yeah. They could have kind of like started that earlier. And kind of let it be a bit more subtle, but it isn't. No. And it's. (laughs) And the worst bit about it is the least subtle part of the film. (laughs) At the same time, she's dance fighting (laughs) a couple of guards. Yeah. I'll give this movie credit for some weirdness, for sure. (laughs) So, another kind of structural problem. This gets into a bit of weird territory. The rock is so invulnerable, he's boring and makes the action boring. Okay. I understand they gave them free lives. That is good. That is some stake. But when there's actually action happening, he never gets hit. Never, ever once. He gets his lives lost by accident or something. He gets eaten later by something. Yeah, what? Oh, yeah. One of them's like really suddenly he loses a life and it's really weird. Yeah. The the sole purpose of him losing his second life is though he has one life. At yes. the, in the final scene, yes. and there is no other reason because for it Kevin Hart that. pushes him, I think, off the cliff. Yeah, that's one. That's one of them. Yeah, and then he gets, which is also bizarre because Kevin Hart pushes him off a cliff, and then they have an argument, and Kevin Hart goes to push him again, and he just stands there, and he can't yeah. move. He can't move the rock at all. It's like, why didn't you do that when you were standing on the cliff edge? Yeah, and then later on, the rock does the same thing, and now these horrible people are just literally playing with each other's lives, <laughs> so they they, <laughs> they they might die. <laughs> <laughs> that just really stood out to me as well. He looks, he looks at the rock, looks at his wrist, 
Who that, who's got two lives left? Push him on the plane. <laughs> Let him get run over by some rhinos. You know what? This movie, this invulnerable thing, I had flashbacks to a movie I haven't seen since the year of 2011, <laughs> which is Sucker Punch by Zack Snyder. Oh, God. I know. I had total flashbacks to that movie, which is same problem but larger, which is everything's a dream and they don't get hurt. And in this one, they're in a game, they don't get hurt, but also when there's a fight, they never get like punched or anything like that. Karen Gillan gets shot. That's how she loses her first yeah, life. Yeah, that's true. But I, that's why I singled out The Rock. Yeah, yeah, it does seem kind of like it does settle into the kind of you know, strong man isn't going to get hurt kind of trope. And you do feel like out of everyone, he isn't going to die because he's not giving any weaknesses. This is also like a modern movie trope and problem in modern action movies, which is like, you need to make a diehard. You need to make an underdog. You know, Mm. it's not not exciting if a person doesn't fight impossible odds or hard odds, at least. I wrote down a note. Can they give the bad guy more bags under his eyes? <laughs> like fifteen bags. <laughs> well, again, like the whole bad. The film yeah. did not need a bad. I guy couldn't believe either. they did the "I'm gonna kill one of my henchmen" thing. <laughs> that's such a that's a, that's such an old thing. That's the tropiest of tropes. Do you think that would actually happen? Has ever happened in real life? Do you do you ever wonder like, and do the people still? work for them or do yeah they? <laughs> that's the thing is like why would you work for that asshole well because if you quit he'll kill you surely just walk away just walk away walk out of jumanji fuck mm. this shit i'm going home oh yeah then they find out that the mystery one of the mysteries were uh that set up is that they have to find a missing piece and that missing piece was actually the pilot alex and that's when i wrote down very uncreative emotional not smart <laughs> um, <laughs> It's just kind of like a letdown. Like, you give me a puzzle, the solution to the puzzle is it's in my heart. And things like that, you know? Like, it kind of like apples and oranges kind of thing. And also, so, okay. We start to get into the territory where the movie keeps stopping to for people to have emotional scenes <laughs> where they... But they're not sure about this adventure, and they, they have to... They're worried, and they have to rethink their lives, and it's always the most awkward non-fitting place <laughs> like the pilot guy he as soon as they find a plane he's like oh i'm not yeah. sure i can do this <laughs> let's let's stop and have a discussion in this in yeah. this barn that we've just broken into about how we're gonna but why well, i will say this he was right <laughs> <laughs> he was right to, to to be nervous about his flight because the helicopter almost immediately crashed. <laughs> he was a rubbish pilot. Like, and he keeps going through like before, and oh, I tried this, and then the plane crashed, and I tried the balloon, and then that crashed, and that's exactly what happens. So yeah. he was he was right to have a freak out because he was a shitty pilot. Mm. Something breaks in the helicopter. And they have to fly really low when they get chased by rhinos. Mm. That's how helicopters work, by the way. If something <laughs> breaks, you can still fly, but 10 feet off the ground. That's yeah. how. That's the rule. Sound you know? it felt a bit weird it's to me. To- but... the, the laws of physics, you just got to look them up and that's exactly what it will tell you. But the good thing is that if, if your helicopter is if it's that, and you, know, you can take my word for this if you're ever in that situation, that you can climb on top of the helicopter and attach a small metal rod. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and once you've attached that small metal rod, you yeah. can then fly vertically upwards yeah. from, the cl- from the cliff you're about to hit. 
helicopters are famously DIY, <laughs> non-specific equipment yeah. that are not uh, fine-tuned at all. No, that teenagers can fix on the fly. <laughs> they lose the jaw. <laughs> uh, that's just an awkward moment in the film because there's an action scene and then they fly up yeah yeah we done it and they just lost the jewel for yeah. like nothing like no story reason Kevin Hart just leans out and then he loses the jewel and they have to go back to the same action scene <laughs> that they came from it's like oh, okay so I guess we're back here and well, one thing I noted is that so this is the approximate time it took them to find the jewel Oh my god, we lost the jewel. Okay, let's go back. Oh, here's the jewel! <laughs> From like 100 feet off the ground in the jungle. <laughs> it's a good thing it's glowing and there's rhinos running around it. Otherwise, we'd be fucked. Yeah, that's the explanation, I suppose. <laughs> page three. Incomplete page. Oh, you lied. It's two and a half pages. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, god, this stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, this goes back to what we said about weird mix of logic with real life and video game. So Alex, whose character's weakness is mosquitoes, yep. gets bitten by a mosquito and immediately goes down. Immediately. Yep. And that's what happens. But then he gets CPR'd. Yep. And I just found that this is, again, it's a weird mix of real life CPR with like a mosquito downs you in a second. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. I feel like video game logic does really play into that well, though. Because there are loads of games where you can revive people. And it's like, oh, you've fallen 60 foot off a building. Let me revive you. (laughs) That's not going to (laughs) happen. There's loads of deadly situations where people do get revived. Or if you're playing like... If you are playing Call of Duty, you get shot 20 times, then someone throws a grenade at you, and someone will just come up to you and be like, stab you with <laughs> a thing, and oh, look, you're alive again. Mm-hmm. The only fault I see with that is that she lost one of her lives, I believe. Yeah. She gave him a life. Yeah. Which didn't really make sense to me, because like I say, game logic, you you don't do that. You just save the person. Yeah. That's the thing, it could have been more video gamey instead of this putting in the CPR bullshit. Yeah. Which is like, it could have been press F to save your friend. Or yeah. The kind of. Uh, okay. That like, like allies. Like, I'll t- tell you what it was, it was like um, Scott Pilgrim. Did you see yeah. Scott Pilgrim when he gets the one up? Yeah, yeah. It could have been. It yeah. Could, could have been like any creative solution. <laughs> <laughs> but this was a generic action adventure movie script. Yeah. <laughs> We'll make it games because now it's games. Yeah. This, again, comes back the thing where they stop for no reason and they do nothing for no reason. So they... It's a long walk through the jungle. You've got to take breaks. Yeah, to skip stones. <laughs> to skip stones, yeah. You know, you, you're relaxing. You, you, your feet hurt. You're walking down a jungle. And then, you know, you, you stop to skip stones. More importantly than that, though, I'd like to go back for a second where they land the helicopter... And then walk the rest of the way. <laughs> uh, I didn't even think about that. No? I don't know. Like, it doesn't explain. Like, just a, a single scene of like, oh no, we're running out of fuel. Mm. We should land, but they don't. They just they they land the helicopter wow. and they 
and it must be they even get out of the helicopter stand next to it and look at the jaguar mountain and it's clearly like tens of miles away and at oh. no point does it explain why they could have just fallen off to that shit yeah exactly what the fuck i didn't i didn't think about that there's so many weird other weird things that i was completely distracted that's that's stupid <laughs> You know, they always say in Lord of the Rings that they could have flown to that volcano. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate that. Because no. Because yeah. there's fucking dragons and shit. Okay. So there's that. But right. in here, there's literally nothing. They could have <laughs> just thrown up. You can just, like, the, in Lord of the Rings, the riders of whatever they're really called, um, you could have distracted them. They were out in the world quite a lot. So yeah. there was not really dragons. It's high risk, high reward. Well, so is walking in on foot. <laughs> <laughs> I think out of the two, I'd rather, I'd rather fly. Yeah, you'd rather watch Jumanji too. Welcome to the Jumanji. Lord <laughs> <laughs> of Rings. Jumanji three, the next Jumanji. Yeah. So <laughs> there's really these really stop scenes for emotional character development really annoyed me. Yeah. It was so formulaic and and forced. But I'm pretty sure I did hear you chuckle through this scene. Was this one of the chuckle counts? Uh, I believe it was. This is the, um, this scene where they stop and skip. skip rock. Oh, it's the kissing. It's the kiss scene. The yeah. kissing that did make me laugh. Yeah. That was funny. So the the rock and the Karen Gillan uh, kiss, and they uh, they start kissing like awkward teenagers. Yeah, it's a really awkward kind of licky face. Yeah, <laughs> of badness. Yes, yes, that was actually funny. Well done. <laughs> worth it. it yeah. Worth this. <laughs> Yeah, that's when they remembered their characters and they acted like their characters again. Mm. I I had a just a kind of I have a note here that fits for the whole movie, but it's weird that Kevin Hart's character is so unbalanced in a game logic. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I understand. Like I understand for comedy purposes he needs to be basically useless, but he's so useless that in a game it wouldn't work at all. No, you would never choose that character. The only reason you choose that character is if you were trying to like one hundred percent the game. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you had to do it on that kind of with that idiot. Yeah. So Jumanji, horrible game, basically. <laughs> but I tell you this, it's kind of a fun fact. It goes into a little point that I want to make about the film in general, that Kevin Hart's character has a little pin badge on him, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a picture of a cake with a line oh. through it. <laughs> Okay, that's fun. Because he doesn't like cake. But there's so many parts of that throughout the whole film that are just like tiny little details that I really enjoyed that don't that didn't have to do. Like when they're escaping from the bazaar and they go through the 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 tunnels and they come out of the tunnels into this weird shed. I don't know why they come out of a shed. (laughs) Truly bizarre. But as they like they're running for and you see them the brick wall they go through and they run through and you see the shed door on the opposite side Mm -hmm. and it's brick. It's exactly the same oh, kind right. of like stone wow. as the wall they just from the different scene, and it's just a little nice touch. And if you have a if you watch it carefully, there's tons of those tiny little details yeah. where they've someone in the set design has really put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That bizarre scene was on purpose like that. Okay, that's why I think because yeah, the set design was on point. Yeah, yeah. So someone must have like a really good brain for that in this movie. Yeah, set design and costume design. Yeah, is the things that you can't really fault them. Apart from maybe makeup with the guy with the bags yeah. under his eyes. Um, art director. Okay. Probably. Yeah. In charge of all those. Whoever their names are. Yes. Well, well done. <laughs> but yeah, Kevin Hart's character is, is useless. Yeah. That's, 
like either make it game more gamey or less gamey. Yeah, it's, it's weird middle road. Is but then like the cartographer isn't a particularly useful character on it on their own. The idea of Mal- he had Mal- more things going on as well, not just the cartographer. I don't remember what they were. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I remember he pulls up and there's like a list. Yeah, but the same was true of. No, Kevin Hart had two things. That he's what the, were the two things? He has the he's the bad guy and he can uh he's animal expert. Okay, yeah. And the animal expert does come into play, but on its own would be useless. Yeah, fair enough. More boring action scenes. Yeah, uh, it's at this point that kind of like even my interest starts to wane a little <laughs> bit, to be honest. And that's a mark of a great film <laughs> <laughs> when the when by the third act when things are supposed to like peak and put you <laughs> at the edge of your seat. <laughs> It could be worse. I could be sitting there bored for the first hour of a film, mm. and therefore, that would that would make it an even worse film because you haven't even started well. I don't know what you're alluding to. I mean, <laughs> my- mystery. <laughs> would have been cool if the dance fighting was to, um, to the rhythm. Yeah, I didn't really understand dance fighting in quotation marks at all because she was just fighting. What, yeah. Where was the dance in the dance fighting? I would have understood it if it was to the rhythm. Yeah. Like a kind of Shaun of the Dead-esque Yeah, yeah. Um, Baby moment. Driver kind of. Yeah, yeah, Baby Driver as well. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of lame. They kind of just picked a song and picked a fight and yeah. then they were kind of two separate things. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. But you know, Karen Gillan. So <laughs> that's, that's fine. <laughs> oh yeah. Alright. Oh, God. Okay. It's like movie is coming back to me. Flashbacks, I hurting P- my P- brain. PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a weird continuity problem, and you, this might be something I missed, and you okay. might be able to explain it to me. Go. On. So in the story of the game, bad guy gets the jewel and starts to control animals. Yeah, I see where you're going with this. One, why does he keep controlling the animals when he doesn't have a jewel? Yep. Two, why don't they the player characters control animals with the jewel yeah good <laughs> question <laughs> i might have missed something i don't know but i'm pretty sure the jewel made him control animals and that was that's why he was a threat but he was still able to control animals maybe he just was able to control a couple animals like his um centipede scorpion there's there a centipede and there was uh, his bird oh yeah Vulture. 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 Yeah. yeah so, so he was able to control his vulture. Maybe that was his friend. I don't know. Centipede <laughs> just walked through his ears and he just didn't care. So maybe he wasn't in control of that. But so why don't our player characters use the fucking jewel to control animals? Yeah, that's a good question. That's, One that I cannot bring logic to that. So yeah. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> next, <laughs> next question. <laughs> well. Yeah. Because at this point of the movie, there's lots of animal interactions. There's an elephant. Yeah. There's a jaguar things uh, that attack the rock. It's like, yeah, why don't they? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Again, you could bring, you could try and bring logic to it. You could say, you know, he's taking it out. And then I think there is, like, when he picks up the jewel, there's like a wispy green uh, thing that okay. goes into him. I might be making that up. Maybe. I think I remember something like that. Yeah. The, the, then he has the power. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm really stretching at this point. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I have no idea. Well, like... Again, I'm not usually this nitpicky, but because I was mostly bored. Yeah. Um, mostly. Yeah. Especially yeah. those during those fucking character scenes. They're awful. Awful. 
yeah, I was just nothing but thinking about this kind of stuff, and that's the problem. <laughs> like yeah. it, in a good movie, like Star Wars, the original Star Wars, which I actually don't like, but it's a, it's an example. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. No one in 1977 when it came out discovered that a fucking stormtrooper just fucking slammed his head into the... <laughs> I still can't find that. I've watched that <laughs> film so many times. Because though. it might, might be edited out. Oh, though. really? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's in the original theatrical and then the VHS and then it was edited out. It's certainly edited out now. George Lucas fucked with that movie all sorts. Mm. So. I think it's more like if you're going to use star wars as an example it's like princess leia's planet gets blown up and then two scenes later she's consoling luke because because yeah. Obi- obi-wan has died well, <laughs> like her entire planet got blown up and she's consoling him because his martial arts teacher yeah. just got killed well that's a script problem but what i'm saying <laughs> is in a good movie kind of within the plot and then you're like you don't really notice the small problems necessarily mm-hmm. Because you're entertained by the movie, and unfortunately, I wasn't. I was entertained by coming up with the <laughs> one sentence reviews. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, they have end action scene. Yeah, cleverish ending. Okay. Ish. Yep. It, like sixteen asterisks. <laughs> <laughs> because so what happens is the rock rides up on a motorcycle to the Jaguar stop, where they need to put the jewel. And Karen Gillan, who's two lives left, she kills herself with snakes, which is her one of her weaknesses. Venom is her weakness. So Karen Gillan respawns at the top of the Jaguar, and then they can put in the jewel. Now, I say that it's clever-ish, because they never established that the rock is some kind of like Santa mass that all the other characters spawn to. She's underneath the mountain. Is she? Yes. No, you see, I didn't get that. Because she goes forwards mm-hmm. underneath the mountain, and that's even when she, I think she climbs into the pit, I think she might even look up mm-hmm. and, okay. and see that she's underneath the mountain. Well, maybe I was confused by the geography. Again, I could be making that up. I don't yeah. know. But I'm pretty, I'm, like, for me, it didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah. question it really. I thought that the rock was kind of the main player. Uh, and I so see. that all the other characters spawned to him, but. That if that was the case, then that needed to be more clearer explained. But you might be right; she might have been under the mountain because it's a jaguar mountain that kind of leans out a little bit, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. So I think the pit's underneath the mountain. Mm-hmm. But the the bit the better question is: if that's the case, why doesn't she land on the mountain, put the jewel in? Why has she got to be caught by, or at least hand over the jewel with the rock jumping from a motorcycle because it's cool. throwing his climbing hook? spinning around the mountain, <laughs> grabbing the jewel, landing coolly, and then putting the the thing in. Like, because it's cool. Yeah, she could have just done that herself. Because it's cool. Yeah. Well, now who's defending the... <laughs> <laughs> At this point, uh, my I was drooling. My eyes were swelling. So, okay, so the rock says Jumanji. They get... they. Everybody says Jumanji. Everybody says Jumanji. Jumanji. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Yeah? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it sounds like you didn't like this movie. I, I do like it because it's dumb fun. Okay. And you can you can enjoy it one, both ways. You can just kind of like turn your brain off and be like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Or you can just be like, that's stupid, that's stupid, ha ha ha, that's stupid. You see, I can't turn my brain off. Okay. I, I'm turning my brain off is... That's not fun for me. That's not enjoyment. Have you ever read the reviews of 
the website Flickering Myth? No. Okay, you should. They're very kind of accurate in their... I think they're very accurate in their ratings. Mm-hmm. I, I trust. They're one of my go-to trusts. Um, but they have two ratings for every film. So at the bottom, it's out of five stars, both of them. And there's film and there's movie. Okay. So the idea being the film rating is the quality of the film. The writing, the acting, the kind of the set design, all that, all the kind of like filmmaking stuff. Mm-hmm. And movie is just entertainment factor. So, you know, something like this mm-hmm. would get a terrible film score it's like a one or two film score because yeah the production design design was good but it's a rubbish script quite poorly acted with like but the movie side of it it's like it's entertaining because it's a bit funny and it uses like the the tropes and kind of twists them a little bit the nerd is now the strong guy ha 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 um the the teen popular girl is now a guy you know ha 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 jack black playing a woman ha you know all that kind of stuff so the movie rating is is good, mm-hmm. but the film rating is low. And I try and see both of those when I watch a film. Okay. Whereas you seem to very much concentrate on the film side of things. I just can't seem to separate those things. No? Me. No. When I'm entertained by a film, right, and that's just the fun factor, then I'm entertained and I don't notice all this crap, you know? That's what we were saying before, if the stormtrooper hits his head. I don't know. It's it's a hard thing to explain, but okay. I can't I can't separate the two. I have fun with watching bad movies, for example, but that's because there was someone who genuinely tried and failed. But that's just mean. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like things like best of the worst, like it's hilarious yeah. stuff, and I I love the comics they come out with, but they are just shitting on someone else's work. Yes, <laughs> they also shit on their own work. Yeah, but yeah, I mean. For me, that's fun. And why is that fun? Like what? Like someone really tried with Jumanji. Like the no. the, the, <laughs> the, the set designer tried the set design. But some like to make the film, you have to have some kind of like like the director of this film. I can't imagine they were sitting there like oh, I can't bother with this. Yeah, do whatever. Kind of like he had to have put the effort in, and it's a job that he's had and done. Cue the gif of the rock running in place. <laughs> <laughs> But someone's like he must have done something to at least like the best of his ability because it's their job, you know. If they if they don't put the effort in and they make a bad film because they didn't put the effort in, they won't work again. So it has to be like, like what is the difference between Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle and uh, I can't even think. And I downloaded a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The difference is that uh, I downloaded a ghost. By the way, is a film. <laughs> uh, starring Elliot Page as a very young girl who downloads a ghost, yeah, and it's poorly, poorly made, and it's cheesily done. But yeah, what is the difference between this and uh, Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle? And I downloaded a ghost. The difference is that with I downloaded a ghost is less of budget, and someone tried something creative, and this is not someone trying something creative. No, I downloaded a ghost is okay. Let's go to Andy the Hedgehog then, okay. which we watched recently. That is a it has Dean Kane in it, yeah, and it starts. It's about a hedgehog that is now that is able to talk because they're given powers by Tara Reid's fairy godmother. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, that's all the same. That's, that movie could be called Tropes because every single thing in it is a trope. Yeah. So what is the difference between Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle and Andy the Talking Hedgehog? Um, Jumanji: Welcome to the Jumanji 
is <laughs> is more more budget, so it's more competently made. Okay. And uh, with Andy, I laugh at the incompetence of the filmmaking. Right. Okay. What are we talking about? I have no idea. <laughs> just, <laughs> just completely <laughs> off the rails. There, are, yeah, there are many people like that who can't separate or have different levels of funny bad and good bad yeah. than than bad bad and good good. For me, fun is like something unexpected usually. Yeah. Something unexpected, something weird. And this was everything expected, you know, kind of deal. And it just, it didn't engage my brain even on the fun level. Okay. Except the, some bad moments. <laughs> so yeah, they they go back to their bodies. Yep. They travel to an alternate future where... <laughs> well, yeah, well, they, an alternate... But that's the same as Jumanji. Is the original it? Jumanji, yeah. When he goes back, when they complete the game at the end of Jumanji, the character Alan Parrish mm-hmm. wakes up as a kid oh, again. Okay. So that would have happened the same as Alex's character. I just like to imagine that they travel to alternate history <laughs> and then there's like fascist regime in now due to some, <laughs> some weird butterfly effect. Alex is like the dictator yeah, of America yeah. <laughs> leading his animal army with his green gem. Yeah, so that's what I wanted to see. Uh, on my last note is pandering cringe moments. I don't know what I'm referring to. I think I'm referring to the whole movie. but I think you're referring to the very endearing scene. Where they meet Alex. And where they meet as a, Tom Hanks' son. They meet Tom Hanks' son. And they all have a lovely, lovely talk. And where they, oh, the story wraps up nicely. Oh, yeah. And there's like a weird kind of... There's a weird like sexual chemistry between this now 38-year-old man and this like underage girl. Yeah. <laughs> For kids. And then the movie ends. And the movie ends. And that's my favorite part of the movie when it ended. <laughs> I have some fun facts, but Ooh, I didn't yes. know where to put this. Yeah, awesome. Because it's it's more of a making of a, a Jumanji that was never made. And it's a movie I'd rather see. Okay. So this sequel was worked on for a really long time, since 99. Yeah, I did. I kind of read this as well. Because it had so many rewrites and yeah. production problems. It was about... like. It was epically long story, and I read the first sentence. I was like, "I'm puffed." <laughs> like, no, there is no point where like it you get from A to B or A to Z. Let me summarize it for you. Okay, cool. <laughs> because I found it hilarious, and this is like a this is also a very tropey, but it sounded so fun. I'd rather see this. It was the speaking of presidents. Uh, the Jumanji, the board game, somehow gets into the hands of the son of the president of the United States. Obviously. And he was playing the game and it was supposed to feature 99, 1999 CGI hybrid animals. Oh my word. And if please look up the concept art for this because <laughs> it's like a child's drawing of a, <laughs> of a flamingo with like elephant feet and, and weird shit like that. So yeah. And they would have invaded the White House. And that's the movie. Obviously. So I, I want to see that now. Well, I mean, it did get a sequel, kind of, in the end. Zephyra. I never knew that if that was an official sequel or just kind of inspired by... No, well, the tagline was set in the world of Jumanji. Oh, was it? Yeah, because okay. they, they're based on books, both of them. Uh, I and in the book, within Jumanji, they find a board game, Zephyra. And then they go into Zephyra and they find a space captain 
who claims to have invented Jumanji. I've seen that so long ago. Probably still on VHS. I've, I've never seen it. No? No, I don't want to. No? No, it doesn't look very good. Well, John Favreau is a good director. John Favreau is a good director, but like everyone has a clanger in him. Mm. You know? Everyone like... For him, it's the Lion King remake. We'll get that into that <laughs> another time. So there we go. Ratings out of 10, shall we say? Should we do mm. a rating thing? Sure. I don't know if we, we didn't, didn't do it. It the first one. No, we're going to... 2 out of 10. 2 out of 10. This is like a real slider. Five is a real average. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Two out of ten. It's better than the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh, my rating for Jumanji. See, uh, yeah, five or six. If we're talking like average, mm-hmm. but you know that's surprising to me. Okay. That's you know that's a watchable film. It is watchable, kind of. I would have turned off by yeah. myself. Yeah. It's not watchable for me. It's watchable for a general audience. <laughs> Uh, what are we watching next? It's your call. You oh, what, yeah. what, so the question is, what are we watching next? Uh, we're watching we're watching Michael Showalter's Bet Hart American Summer. It's a it's a comedy that starts out like a boner two thousands comedy, and it just completely goes off the rails. I've chosen a comedy, so I don't completely depress you with my horrible films. But we just watched a comedy. We no, yeah. It was a hilarious comedy. So we're watching a comedy next. <laughs> I don't think d- disapproving face really works well <laughs> on a podcast. I think they can hear the disapproval. <laughs> it's going to leave that silence in. I will. I definitely will. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And in the immortal words of Kevin Hart in Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. Zoology, bitch. <laughs> Have a ball up in a way. Elevate a couple lines and a zebra with the heaters in your face and leave you with the muggies or banana cup. It's funny, watch a pull apart your little face and I've been in the jungle with the fucking eight. Trying to wanna play beats in the cave, nigga. That's what you call too much.